This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Listen at mixcloud.com. Will I tell the truth but nothing but the truth? Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Oh, yeah, there ain't nothing like draft week. Okay, come this next Thursday. There will be new members of the Cleveland Browns whose names we don't know yet. Well, we might know their names, but we don't know their Browns yet. How about that? And, uh, you know, that's what this one here is all about, boys. We're going to we're going to we're going to talk about the Browns. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to probably talk about Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield's future Kind of depends on what's going to happen in this draft. Right. And uh, it's just getting interesting, interesting, interesting. And and we'll probably spend a couple minutes on the current Deshaun Watson situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what can be expected by a Browns fan? Right. Because you never know. You just you never, never know. know. So, with that said, welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. And let's get this thing rolling. Well, oh, I like that music, man. That's good shit. Yeah, I like that too. Okay. You know, I think the Browns have a plan going in. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wish they would articulate it to somebody. Right. Denzel Ward, the highest paid cornerback in NFL history. Because he's worth it. Is he? Is he? Listen, I like Denzel Ward, but highest paid cornerback in NFL history. I know that's a little much. It's like, dude, I I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's the best cornerback in the league right now, but he's certainly getting paid as if he is. Well, what's interesting about it to me is uh, we had Joe Hayden and we let him go so easily. He ended up having a pretty stellar career. Yeah. Um, Right. Didn't want to pay him that kind of money. Didn't think he was worth it. We have Denzel Ward, who I, I will add, Denzel Ward is not to the point in his career where you can decide whether he will not be elite or the best cornerback. Okay. Denzel Ward could arrive no. this season and he's definitely in position to do so. Okay. He is already right. a good cornerback. Okay. Yes, he um, is. He's also, is he not from the Cleveland area? Well, he's from Ohio. Ohio. He's an right. Ohio state. So that probably, right. right. So a, that yeah. probably <laughs> added to it. A little bit, you know what I mean? Possibly, you know what I mean? I guess from a loyalty standpoint or whatever. But in most aspects, 
And from what I've read, too, most people think he got overpaid. Um, yeah, but yeah. And I, I right mean, now the Browns are trying to sew things up to win a championship. They have well, to. You well, sign yeah, a quarterback yeah. like that, you have to be all in. Now, so, now also, given you know, talking about free agents and people signing and everything, uh, Jarvis Landry, it's come down to the New Orleans Saints or the Cleveland Browns, and he says he will not decide until after the draft. That's smart. And, and there you there, go. There's, it's smart as hell. There's no reason for him to do otherwise because if Jarvis is like, look, I want to be in the best situation for me as far as my growth as a player, as far as, you know what I mean, earning, mm-hmm. and as far as, like, winning, okay, there's no reason mm-hmm. not to see what the Saints do. See what the Browns. If the Browns draft a receiver at all, Jarvis can be sitting there looking at. Him, well, you know, I don't know what my, you know what I mean. How many balls are going to be thrown to me? Right. Yeah. What? How many balls are going to be thrown my way in this system? You already got Cooper. Okay. I'm already taking mm-hmm. second. You know right. what I mean. If you draft a guy that I think is going to eat off of my second, and then the Saints got me a first or a second spot, and I don't, and there's nobody there to eat that. I might be over on the Saints. You know what I mean? If I feel they have just as much a chance to possibly win as you do, then, you know, there's no reason for me to stay in Cleveland and eat third, you know? So, uh, it's smart, smart decision by him. Well, also, Jadavion Clowney. Looks like there's yeah. probably one of three destinations he's going to go to, guys. Yeah. And the Cleveland Browns are the most likely from what the speculators are saying. But the other two teams are interesting. Kansas City Chiefs, Indianapolis okay. Colts. Damn, both com- both going to be competing. So that's that's <clears throat> for so for Jarvis is nothing but good because, I mean, he's not in the situation that Landry's in. He's going to he's it spots his spot. I mean, I, right. I could see going to Indianapolis before KC. I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's the words. Uh, let's see. Who, who's this by here? Hold on. Ken Skiver. Or Skiver. Anyway, basically he says, uh, mercenary clowny heading to a team like the Chiefs also makes too much sense. They're about the level with the Browns. They're about level with the Browns in terms of cap space. And they have the returns. To convince Clowney he's joining a Super Bowl competitor. Chris Jones and Frank Clark are good ends for Kansas City, but defensive lines in the NFL need a good rotation to succeed. And so, again, and this is one of the reasons why, you know, we got the guy from New England who they're planning on playing as an edge, evidently, in Cleveland, even though he's a linebacker by trade or choice or whatever the fuck. Um, well, that's good. Um. But the truth is what you're what you're gonna get in signing Clowney along with that is a good rotation. And that's what you're looking for on a defensive line in the NFL nowadays is a good rotation. A good rotation. No doubt. And uh I think that before we do anything else here. Uh, I want to pull up Andrew Barry off of YouTube um, so that we can hear out of his mouth the shit that he says, okay? About 
about about a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. that's my dude. Andrew that's Barry sweet. press conference. Okay. Andrew Barry looking Gia. forward to next week and having the opportunity to add uh, the young talent to the young talent base. So, all right, before we get uh, open up for questions this afternoon, um, just wanted to say on the off the top, you know, this time of year is always fun for us as an organization. All because right. Because it's the first week that we get, you know, our players back in the building um, after a number of months away. Um, and then also we're, you know, obviously inside of a week for, um, you know, our draft planning and, uh, you know, looking forward to next week, have an opportunity to add to the young talent base uh, for the team. Um, I wanted to actually take a little bit of time just to, um, you know, really kind of express gratitude and thankfulness for our area scouts, uh, you know, those men and women spend a ton of time throughout the fall and spring away from their families, uh, living out of hotel rooms, um, you know, really expanding their networks, uh, evaluating, you know, hundreds of players and, you know, doing deep dives into understanding who, uh, you know, those players are as, as individuals and as people. Good deal. They do all that. Uh, long story short. Browns fans, Hugh, Jeff, and everybody else, listen to that press conference because you'll find a few things out in there. And one of them is that Andrew is not pressed at all on feeling like he has to move Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. He's saying that Baker Mayfield could potentially be on the roster come training camp because the NFL is a fluid situation. In other words, we're not giving him away. We're not cutting him so that he can sign with the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Somebody's going to need a QB, and we're going to be there with Baker Mayfield in our hand. Yep. In addition to Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski also gave a press conference, and one of the main messages that we came out of that with was, Two, as far as Baker Mayfield goes, it's a unique situation. And that was his comment on it. It's a unique situation. Yeah, and that shit hadn't happened before. And we definitely have to adapt to our players. Did you hear that? Kevin yep. Stefanski is saying he's going to have to change the way he looks at shit based on the players that he has now. Right. Interesting. Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh -huh. All that is actually, it's not far from what I thought. Um, a little less the last thing you said, more so the former thing you said about Baker. Yeah. They have no reason to just trade Baker for, you know, pancakes and sausage. You know exactly, and and those yeah. folks that are waiting around. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers want Baker Mayfield, but they're yeah. not going to pay for Baker Mayfield. Well, see, and the other thing is, how many times have we seen a team go into the season with a quarterback who's got one year, whatever left? Okay, they're mm -hmm. not doing anything with him, or he's just starting <clears throat> on a bad team, right? You know, he's up on the on the block, right? And he gets traded during the season because somebody has an injury or something. I yeah, mean, Baker's every Baker's year. kind of in a win win, isn't he? I mean, he gets paid no matter what. Okay. 
Baker's in a win-win if all the quarterbacks in the NFL, if the only reason they're there is for the money. Sure. Right, right. But if you think this guy doesn't want to play, I mean. Oh, then, right. Yeah. Well, right. Baker's one best position is going into the season. He's on the Browns. Anybody has a slip up. He will be the best quarterback on the market. That's I mean, any team that that goes and is looking at the market at one point, the only thing they can sit there and say the reason that they may not want Baker. OK, is size. OK, otherwise, if it's anything to do with performance, you you'd have to tell me the guy who is better suited in a trade than Baker. He's been he's been a top 15 at least quarterback. OK, you can say whatever you want. Interceptions, all this. It don't erase that. OK, the stats don't lie. Right. It is what it is. OK, yeah. and he's made playoffs. Before, OK, what you're going to go trade for a quarterback over him. They ain't made the playoffs. The statistics don't match it. Okay, and you're just going to go off of a whim. Well, then you're just going off of a whim. Then he is going to be the best trade fodder quarterback going into the season. Okay, I'm saying trade fodder only because Baker is at this point, he's useless as far as what Baker should be to a team to the Browns. Okay, they want to trade him. Okay, right. Um, He's just sitting on the block. Basically, it's bad for Baker because it's it's kind of a waste of a season for him if he doesn't get traded in the offseason. OK, or partial of a season. But we don't know. It could be three weeks in. Somebody goes down and somebody. Well, looking at Baker. It, but it does appear based on statements made by Andrew Barron. And this could just be posturing. Understand that there's a there's a business case to be made for the Browns to want Baker the fuck out of Dodge as soon as possible. Right. Um. Because they got three quarterbacks now. Uh, yeah, but did, did, okay. Baker's not reporting to camp. Baker's not going to be in uniform in the quarterback room in Cleveland. It's no. not. It's not going to happen, guys. Now no. that doesn't mean he won't be quote unquote on the roster. Okay, now, there's a couple of negative issues there. It's a roster spot. Okay, um, and you got to give that body up to something. There's something there you're going to want to fill and you're not going to have it. Okay. Two, it's the $18 million. How much of it are the Browns going to eat? If they cut him, they eat the entire cookie. Okay. And then a competitor like the Steelers, okay, swoop in, get Baker. It's a fair bet that Baker could probably compete in the environment that exists in Pittsburgh now with uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky and uh, come on, the other guy from Oklahoma, the guy that Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, uh, Mike bashed, uh, bashed with the helmet, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. In, in, in that particular quarterback room of Mason Rudolph and uh, Mitchell Trubisky, a la, you know, sans Dwayne Haskins, who, would, who looked like he might have had the inside track on winning that job. And, and, you know, just, just as an aside guys, if you check your gas gauge before you go hitting the highway. Okay. Definitely check your gas gauge, you know, and don't let that damn thing get down if you don't have to, because it's not like, I don't think Haskins was hurting for cash. Okay. But he did have an empty tank of gas. And walking for gas ended up being what 
what killed him. All right. Because you can't trust people on the road. If you ain't driving the car, you don't know what's going to happen. So long story short, though, that's a situation where if the Pittsburgh Steelers, if we cut, we cut Baker, they pick him up. Here's a quarterback who really wants to get back at your ass. Remember, he feels disrespected. All right. And where, where, yeah, but wait, he signs with your fucking play. You play you twice a season rival in Pittsburgh. Okay. And he has the opportunity to stick it to you twice a year. Yeah. And watch the Browns defense. Man, please. Wait a minute. Again. Okay. Let's talk about Baker at his best. Okay. Not Baker at his worst because everybody wants to act like 2021 was all we ever got out of Baker Mayfield. Cause you got 11 and five and you got a playoff appearance and a win. All I right. 2020 was excellent. All right. So, so what are you gambling? Is Baker back to 2020 form or is 2021 what you see from him from now on? You know, I'm conflicted on that. I, I will because... say this. You don't want Baker Mayfield on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster if you're the Cleveland Browns. All right? Bottom mm-hmm. line. No, nah, yeah, I don't. I don't. They're already a rival, and that just gives, like, more fuel to the rivalry when you play them. And, yeah, you, you just, just that's, don't that's want the, it to happen. That's in any sport. Like, even in basketball, guy, they go to trade – they try to trade the guy out of out of division and in most cases try Let's to see trade if you guys can hear this. Here, check this out. It's 950. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's just Mickey yeah. saying hi, telling you what time it is. Fun. That's no, my I mean, dude. I, I keep him know, with me all day. See, that's the big question about Baker. Is what is he gonna show us next time he goes on the field? Will will he be after the injury? Because he was in the first two, three games himself in the top three quarterbacks of the league listed as the, in the top three or five, maybe. I tell you after what, I, I am not predicting this. Um, I, I certainly am not predicting this, but this would be some Cleveland shit. Okay. So you alienate Baker Mayfield. He's not on the Browns anymore. Somehow or another, you fuck up. He goes to the Steelers, okay? And you got Deshaun Watson, who looks like a shadow of his former self. Baker Mayfield goes all fucking pro, wins MVP. <laughs> don't just say it. Don't you, and don't, the Steelers go to the Super don't Bowl. Don't think it ain't possible, boys. I'm just saying, don't think it ain't possible. <laughs> Yeah, not I would I I wouldn't well I wonder what the odds on that are in Vegas though that's that's why well, you know and put a buck on it it might win you a million put a buck on it might win you a million that'd be astronomical I mean I, I just had to say this at the end of the season here I am a proponent of keeping Baker Mayfield and we had the discussion I'm sure you remember it Jeff but that that it was like why why would you not keep Baker Mayfield but then the only condition or the only circumstance that we really saw that, well, yeah, I right. might consider giving Baker up was if we decide signed to Sean Watson. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like. We have um, Sean Watson. Wow. That's <laughs> so, really I mean, weird. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, for Baker, like I said, and lots of people have said it, I do not think Baker was wrong for being mad, okay, about them going to see I think he was wrong for being vocal about being mad. I think, I think for his own purposes, his wrongness, he's, he hadn't done anything wrong to the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Let's just be clear. But for his own purposes, as in his own status and his own value, if you will, shutting the fuck up is a pretty good thing to do sometimes. That's where he, why aren't his people around him telling him to do that is the question. Well, look, he hires the people around him. Listen, there's there's a couple things that you'll always notice about a there's people that want to be leaders and then there are leaders, okay? Mhm. Now, most people that want to be leaders don't want to hear people tell them they're not being very good leaders, so they're going to put people around them that tell them the things they want to hear. Okay? Give you a high profile example, give you a high profile example. Vladimir Putin. Okay. He's got folks telling him what he wants to hear. Okay. So he doesn't have a real picture of what the fuck is actually going on. Okay. Right. Exactly. Well, but if you're, if you're a leader and it's not necessarily your desire to be a leader, but you are a leader, what you're going to do is keep people. They're going to keep you grounded Okay, gonna keep right. you that don't mind disagreeing with you. Say, hey, you're full of shit on this yes, one, buddy. And that, that that is wisdom, and he doesn't have a lot of that shit right now. Well, but he's also 23 fucking years old. He's 26. Okay, 26, 23. You tell me, what's the fucking difference? Yeah, just like Deshaun Watson at 24 with all those women. I mean, kind of, sorta. Can't yeah. blame it. So you're telling me Baker Mayfield is older than Watson? Um, well, we could find out real quick. Um, yeah. that you makes, could probably find that out. That makes no fucking but, uh, sense, but I'm not saying it's not so. Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. Let's see what it says about him. Baker was, is 20 old. Baker is 26? 27. Deshaun is 26. Right. So how is that possible that Deshaun has played as many years as he has in the fucking league? It might be just by a couple months. What is Deshaun no. Watson's birth? September 14th, 1995. And Baker is April, so he's a few months older. Well, Okay. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson has infinitely more NFL experience than Baker, at least two seasons more. Maybe Deshaun came out earlier than most, or I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe he started um, early. But again, that's also, you should feel good as a Browns fan. You didn't lose youth. You did not lose youth by going with Deshaun. No. We didn't use use. Lose you. <laughs> yeah, isn't that hard to say? I almost I, I almost tripped over it a couple times <laughs> myself. I didn't hard. lose you. If, if and interesting enough, okay, and it depends on which how you think about this, because uh, you could debate whether 
you believe in this or not, because we also have to wait to see Deshaun play here. There's the whole big step of actually seeing Deshaun play, okay? I know, Deshaun had I know. A season, but Deshaun I, had a season off. Okay? I know, I His have a great is, amount of trepidation on this. I'm like, Deshaun's going to hit the field and he's going to look like shit. It's yeah, well, I mean, like exactly. So my thing is that there's the whole big issue with, in sports, we all know what taking time off can do. Okay. Mm, yes. And um, it could it can get a guy who was in a groove and in an elite groove, and he could just as much just lost his groove. Okay. <clears throat> right. Then we have to send him to Jamaica. Yeah. So right. he can get his groove back. <laughs> and it's just it's like, a boring just, movie too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's. It's crazy. It's it's too involved, dude, dude. Wait, and if he's trying to get his groove back, there's probably massage therapists involved. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, and oh, then you're no, just getting it's a whole nother world of problems. Yeah, but but okay, but so his That's body's funny. good. He could be rusty, basically, or he could die. He could come come right in. But um, that year off and the preservation to his body in the year off may be good for the Browns because you're basically getting a guy who performed, you know what level he is. If he comes back at that level, right, you mm-hmm. basically preserved a year. Okay. He didn't expend any any right. He didn't spend any more time behind that awful offensive line in Houston. Right. He didn't take more bangs, more bruises. His body is preserved. They got a whole year of rest, which is something that people don't take into account when you're even a football player. Yeah, they get the off season, but that doesn't necessarily mean they got a chance to rest all injuries. They may have lingering stuff even through a, you know, the time period of when the NFL season stops to when training camp starts again. A guy may not have a went into the off season with an injury, but may have still have something that's lingering on. You want you want Deshaun, something to make you feel better. Um Deshaun Watson has career in the NFL, 14,539 passing yards, 104 touchdowns, and only 36 interceptions. That is a big one. Over how many years? Well, let's see. Let's see. I'm going, I'm going to three the or four. Four. That's four, four seasons. Four. That's really good. That's so good. 36 divided by four. Uh, and his absolute worst year. Touchdown interception ratio was his second year in 20. I'm sorry, his third year in 2019. Okay, where he threw 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Yeah, so less than 10 a season, you're already looking at. So, yeah, and not to, you, not to mention that the fact that was his worst QBR of his four active years, and it was a 98, which, if I'm not mistaken, was Baker Mayfield's best. Right. Yep, that is about okay. spot on. So that's Deshaun's has, worst. Has, is Baker's wait. best is Deshaun's worst. Okay. So Deshaun hasn't played in how many years now? Three. One. Did he played in 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020? Oh, okay, okay. All right, my bad. In 2020. He had a completion percentage. Guys, get this. His last active year playing, he had a completion percentage of 70.2%. Threw for 4,823 yards, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, with an overall quarterback rating for the season of 112.4. 
Now, if I'm correct oh. on this, like when guys are coming into the league, you're looking for the 60-ish <laughs> to 65-ish yes. range. 70 is a really elite. 60 being the minimum acceptable. The straight right. 60% being minimum acceptable. So what you're looking for is a guy who is certainly above that, 62, 63, hopefully at 65. If you can get a guy to 70, now you're talking Aaron Rodgers' numbers. All yeah, right. Yeah, I was why I was saying 70 is so, a really so, elite so, number. So let's look at this. In 2017, his rookie season, 61.8% completion. In 2018, 68.3. In 2019, 67.3. A small regression by a point. But in 2020, 70.2 for a career completion percentage of 67.8. Wow. A a career QBR of 104.5. I mean, I know the Browns spent a lot of money, but if you want to know why, those are the numbers that tell you. Only one year did he have double-digit interceptions, and that was in 2019, and it was 26 touchdowns, 12 INTs. Outside that, his rookie season, eight. His second season, nine. And then in 2020, only seven. So even though he does a lot of running around in the backfield, making things or attempting to make things work sometimes, a la Ben Roethlisberger, it does not work out to be a lot of interceptions. That's pretty good. Yeah. Zero complaints with that. Those right. are really good stats. Those are the kind of stats that, that uh, those are what have hey. people thinking that you know, he is worth the money. You know what I mean? He is elite. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, still <clears throat> is he was off a season and we have to see it. Now we be reassured the very first game he steps on the field. And that's what I'm hoping. On the other side of this, the A B comparison, you know, because you know, Baker Mayfield, I, mean, I can't remember exactly what the numbers are, but he's got one more loss than he has wins in terms of his career record. But he played on a team that had Chubb, Hunt, and the offensive line that they had. Okay, and I don't know if, if, you, if you're a person that tracks the league, the Houston Texans offensive line wasn't very good, okay? And they had a spotty running game at best, all right? and. Deshaun Watson's overall record, his career record is 28 and 26, two games above 500, not a game below. Okay. And four seasons played. So there's you have the ability to do direct comparisons when you talk Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson because both of them have played four seasons. Right. All right. Uh they're both gonna they're both gonna walk into the beginning of the year at 27 years old. And I, I just, you know, I think that as long as things shake out the way probability says they ought to, the mm-hmm. Browns will be okay. Vindicated. I don't know. You know, the Browns at this point no, to right. vindicate them, to vindicate themselves in the, in the, in the aftermath of the Deshaun Watson deal. Somebody's holding a Lombardi trophy. Or it was not a success. 
Matt, do you, you um, agree? No, well, not. I mean, does it have to be the first year that he's there, or did no, they just make no, the- no? Why would it have to be the first year? I mean, Thank based you. on those standards, who's ever going to succeed? One team, and you know, everybody can't do like the Rams, and even the Rams had done a bunch of acquisition before they decided to pull the trigger on the Matthew Stafford trade. Well, I mean, I don't know if you told Jeff the good news that the Browns might draft me. That might all change. Listen, if it ever gets that bad and the Browns are considering that, then it's all done. I mean, I think they step down. They, re- they, they, If you follow soccer at all, they get relegated to the fucking USFL or some smaller league before that happens. Okay, (laughs) but I'm in shape. I'm in football shape now. I'm just saying you're shaped like a football. I know. I know know you're shaped. I know that's the problem. That's the problem. (laughs) Anyway, just saying it's that thing where they say, "Be the ball, be the ball, be the ball." Yeah. So I'm reading around uh, a bunch of different. Guys have a bunch of different opinions about who the Browns may, should, would, could pick. Yeah. I keep hearing this guy's name, a guy that they think might fall to us. Okay. Um, And, of course, without Jadavian Clowney having been signed. Okay. Right. Here's a guy who you could see the Browns draft, but you won't see direct result from him. Probably this season because of what happened. Have you anybody heard of David Ojabo? No, have not. Okay, he's an edge rusher, linebacker slash edge rusher from Michigan. All right. One, I'm already I'm already DNA wise um against drafting this guy. He's a Michigan guy. Okay. For all that Braylon Edwards was as a receiver, he was a Michigan guy and he had no fucking place in Cleveland. Okay, so. But this guy, this guy, but this guy, this guy here also has the complication that at his pro day in Michigan, he suffered a torn Achilles. Can you imagine? So here you are, it's pro day. All of the fucking scouts are coming to look at your ass. You're, you played on the national championship team, right? Yep. And, and, and you tear your fucking Achilles. They're like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> he was projected to go very high in the draft. And if you draft the guy now, it's going to be on humble because he fell to you and you're banking that he heals. That's right. True. I think I did read a little bit on this guy, not a whole lot, until um, I kind of place like who he, he plays, like, you know, you know what I mean, to right. archetype or anything like that. Um. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, now, the only thing I'll say to that is the Browns, over the years, the Browns have done a lot of this, getting a guy who got an injury, okay, that should have been something, and seeing if the injury didn't matter to see if they'll be that anyway, because they can get him. And if you're okay. down in the third to fifth rounds, I don't necessarily have a problem doing that, but in a draft where you don't have a first-round pick, yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know if I want to go that way. Here's another guy they're saying could fall to the Browns, and in this I see us as much more likely to go get 
if he's there. And, of course, it could impact something like what Jarvis Landry does. Georgia wide out George Pickens. <clears throat> he's okay. one of a very deep class of wide receivers this year. He has first-round pick written all over him, but he's been very inconsistent and injury-prone in his years at Georgia. <clears throat> But his size, standing at 6'3", and his ability to be the wide receiver to take on opposing team defenders in a man-on-man coverage situation Mm. for a team like the Browns, they're still looking at strengthening their wide receiver room, make him a guy that if he falls to you, you're looking at pulling the trigger. Right, exactly. Are you familiar with uh, him at all, Pickens out of uh, Georgia? No. Um, Speaking of national champions, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a real national champion here. He suffered a knee injury in this past season, but came back at the very end and competed, even grabbing one pass in the national championship game uh, against Alabama for 52 yards. And if you're going to catch one in the championship game against Bama, Make it for 52 yards. <clears throat> you know, speaking of injury, it always amused me how people, you know, a guy gets a, an injury or two and like, they go, you can't stay healthy. I mean, like, it's football, man. You're going to have injuries. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> pertaining to this guy, um, I don't know a lot about him. I do know Georgia had two good receivers injured a lot of the year. Right. Okay, that they spoke highly about that was supposed to go high in the draft. Okay. Yeah. So, so he, I the, mean, he, if you look at him, he's 6'3, 200. That's right. pretty damn good. I mean, um, just from a standpoint of like stature. But remember, so, the big ava- the biggest ability is availability, availability, and he has a checkered past as far as injury goes. Right. <laughs> And yes, yeah, injury is inevitable in the NFL. But when you look at okay, so here, you guys, let's stay on George, let's stay on Georgia for a second. And here is this what in this particular article I'm looking at says it's the number one guy. And this is on Dog Pound Daily, by the way. The number one guy that could fall to us because of how shit's shaking out. And that is. Devontae Wyatt, defensive wow, yeah. lineman from Georgia. Now, he might be, what a lot of people are saying is he could be the best defensive lineman in this year's draft. Mm. And he could easily get picked in the top 20. But there have been reports from various media sources that are circulating this week that have shared Information about criminal activity tied to his past. Mm. Uh, given the current environment in Cleveland, where you have basically rehabilitated, uh, come on, the running back, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. You've rehabilitated Kareem Hunt. You had the other guy. Who's the other guy that kept getting stopped on the highway? Oh God! I yeah, but yeah, yeah. You've yeah, rehabilitated him. Saying. You got Deshaun Watson. You know, I don't know that 
I mean, obviously you want to vet I, the guy and make sure, you know. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. If I was <laughs> to take a risk, okay, Georgia had an awful, awesome defensive line, okay? Now, with all that, uh, he may be the best defensive line. I don't, I don't think. I, well, he's 6'3", 315. He's I get it. And six, I looked at the guy. Trust, I, trust me, I've looked. Yeah. I know I know who it is. But Jordan Davis, that's that's a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a lot for him to be the best defensive lineman coming out of there. Okay. okay. But, out of but, Georgia, let alone the entire draft, right? <laughs> right. Alone, right. Okay. right. Okay. It's actually going to take a lot. But they may not be wrong. <clears> if you look <throat> size-wise, he's every bit of what Clowney is size-wise. Yeah. Okay. I mean, size-wise, he meets all the things. You but know the numbers like, are interesting. Hey, the numbers are interesting. He finished his final season with the Bulldogs with 39 tackles, right. seven of those for losses, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and with one recovered. Now, what's interesting about you saying that with the stats is you also have to remember, because the point I was going to get to is Georgia had an awesome defensive line. Georgia may have like three guys that end up good linemen off of that team. Yeah. Okay. And if you take that to an account, there's only so many sacks and tackles to go around. Okay. Well, this so, is true. I mean, if you if you got other guys getting the sacks, I mean, he might be a little too late. He might just might not be the first. He may end up getting on us and be exactly what Garrett needs. Okay. Right. You get what I'm saying. So that yeah. I, I am I am happen. partial to wanting Jadavian Clowney <clears throat> back. Um, I will say this. On that, I don't know that I saw all the chemistry I would have liked to seen between Clowney and Garrett. Sometimes and sometimes not. Right. So can there be another situation with another guy on the other I, end that works better? Yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Strahan is credited a lot with his his um his uh Record, yeah, but right? Jason Pierre-Paul's not there. It doesn't work, right? Right. I mean, the, the thing that's not talked about, didn't he have Tuck on the other end? Justin Tuck at one point and then JPP. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, right. Strahan always had a guy on the other side that was not to be screwed with. Right. Okay? Basically. It was like he always – they weren't as good as him. Let me not take it away from and say let's roll. Strahan just was the – Got the star. No, they were his Pippin. Okay, right. he was the Jordan. They were his Pippin, but they were everything of what Pippin is. Right, the Jordan. Okay, Boy, so speaking of Pippin, speaking of Pippin, is he a salty dude or what? I mean, he is just coming out and blasting Jordan. I, I didn't everywhere. see anything recently. He's now saying that Jordan recently. was just—he's just a coke addict. Okay, well let me put let me Whoa. Okay, I said this to somebody. Let me let me say this, okay? Uh -huh. I've looked a lot into stats. Okay. Uh -huh. A hell of a lot. And people always have their Jordan LeBron <laughs> arguments. And I had this, it was one of those Facebook groups, so you know it gets a little heated, you know. Uh -huh. Um, I wasn't really getting heated with it. All I did was point out the fact that I am and let me start this out by saying I still think Jordan has a little bit of the edge over LeBron in a normal not they are different players, but in just a normal basketball sense of building a normal team. OK, right. because LeBron is an overall all around player. So it actually makes it to where you have to build a different type of team with LeBron. OK, right. If you're building a normal basketball team, 
Jordan probably does get a little bit of the edge of a better player. Okay. Now to further that though, and let me going into it, people discount the fact of how good the bulls were when they got Pippen and the other guys. Okay. Yeah. If you look, at, if you go back, there's a website I go, I've, I've gone to, and then it, it did some good explaining. It basically puts all the <clears throat> seasons and teams into an ELO chart. Right. Uh, and then mm-hmm. from there, it accounts for pace because it naturally accounts for pace because that scaling goes by the statistics of that season. Okay. The Bulls were always the best team in the finals that they went to. Every finals they went to, they were the best team. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Not only were they the best team, all the teams, they only one team that they played, okay, was in the top 20 of, of, of rated teams, okay, over the years, okay? And that was the Jazz. So the Jazz were the best team they played. They also gave them the most hell, okay? LeBron, okay, on the other hand, has played three of the top five teams ever of all time, all three Golden State Warrior teams, okay? Beat one of them. So, and not only that, one of the Spurs teams that beat him, okay, was top five rated. Okay. All time. So what I'm getting to here is if you start looking at this chart, okay, and you're like, well, damn, LeBron played some hard ass fucking teams. Now where LeBron has a real smudge is that Dallas team was <clears throat> not rated that way high. Okay. And they smacked him. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Um, that's what everybody always gives them shit for. Okay. That Dallas team was not rated very well. And they 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 handled Miami Heat. Okay. But other than that, really. All the teams LeBron lost to in the finals, if you looked, if you looked at the ratings of those teams, he should have lost. They were flat yeah. out better than the team that they played. Okay. Rating wise, that season, they were expected to win. Okay. Now, people argue all different which ways on that. Okay. But what I'm saying to that is that Jordan, when he went into the finals, okay. Only this is just talking about his finals appearances. When he went into the finals, his team was supposed to win. Period. Supposed to. They were the best team, hands down, going in uh, into those games. Period. The other team was not nearly. The only other team that went into a finals with them that looked like they might have a chance and should compete with them was the Jazz, and the Jazz did. And the Jazz did. Yeah. I mean, look, it took. Yeah. It took two years in a row, a last-minute shot to win the series. Right. So now getting to that point I'm making, I I do not not think Pippen is not being somewhat bitter, but I think he's being bitter almost at a um to a point to where he's just showcasing at this point. Because people give Jordan so much credit and forget about all those guys. Okay. Yeah. They had a team with Ron Harper, freaking Scotty Pippen. And Dennis Rodman on it. Come on now. Right. And and I mean, maybe at the time in the league as it was then, people yeah, didn't realize what that was. Yeah. Oh, look, they had Ku Coach before. Look, before nowadays, right? Ku Coach was regarded as one of the best European players to ever play in the NBA. It, it doesn't matter to, I mean, oh, well, Ku Coach, you didn't do Ku Coach was a stellar guy. If you that's your yeah. bench, that's your bench player. I mean, that's your role player, Ku Coach. Man, if yeah. Ku Coach is your role player, you're doing really fucking good. 
Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's the point. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Anyway, anyway I just it, thought I thought just the mention of Scottie Pippen got me thinking I about this that was one. An NBA head, podcast know, for know, got, got me know, thinking I about know, that know, that I headline know. I saw where he said Jordan is a coke addict. Anyway, but the point that this guy is making in this article about these people that could fall to the Browns, and I'll just read you this one sentence, and it's kind of. Kind of good. He's a menace to most quarterbacks and can get into the backfield consistently. The Browns need help on defense, and if Wyatt happens to slip to them, they would almost have to take him. I mean, if you get to where the Browns are picking, at what do they pick? Their first pick is like number 44, I think, right? And, and, And this guy, Wyatt, is there. How do you not take him? But it, but it appears that there may be a number of people that that fall in this way, in this manner, in this draft. While this draft right. is light on quarterbacks, it is heavy on wide receivers and heavy on defensive linemen. Okay? Yeah. So if you come out of this draft, if you're the Cleveland Browns, if you come out of this draft without a receiver or a defensive lineman, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, how many uh, picks do the Browns actually have, though? Well, let's, later let's, let's ask picks. Google. Don't ask me. Let's ask Google. Oh, I just thought you knew that right off the top. How of your- many draft picks? Do do the Cleveland Browns have in 2022? The answer is three. Three. What? Three. Yeah, like they can't do too much damage. (laughs) I mean, the only way they can get more picks is by trading folks from the team. Am I right? You can trade Baker Mayfield. Dude, okay, listen, conventional wisdom says Baker Mayfield is not going to get traded before Thursday because nobody's books have Baker Mayfield being worth a number one pick. All right? Right, right. If a team say, let's say the Carolina Panthers go into Thursday night and the chips don't fall in such a way that they get the quarterback they wanted. Okay, either because they got skittish about it because maybe the guy's just not good enough or another team got him ahead of them. You could see them deal a day two pick, a day three pick to the Browns for Baker Mayfield. As a matter of fact, conventional wisdom says in all likelihood, given probabilities and everything else, that's probably what's going to happen. Baker Mayfield's probably going to be a Carolina Panther at the end of the day. <coughs> and we're going to end up with a Panther pick in the third or fourth round. But you're not going to see Baker Mayfield get moved for a first round pick or even a second round pick. Even you, you did know that there was some receiver on the Panthers that was very vocal about not wanting him anywhere near the team. And I don't know what leverage that has at all, but it was interesting. Well, because see, Baker, the other problem with Baker Mayfield and where he hasn't helped himself, 
Okay. Was his appearance on the podcast? The, you know, anything can happen podcast. Well, it did happen. Really? And what, when what happened was that Baker Mayfield goes on that fucking podcast and says, I don't care if the guys in the locker room like me. I just want to be respected. But to be respected, what do you got to do? You got to play respectably. <laughs> don't you? And, you know, the idea in that podcast was he was not going to discuss football at yeah, all. Well, which I, found, he certainly, I was like, really, he, certainly, come on. he certainly dumped that idea like from the beginning and all the way through. Well, okay. From, you, you know what the problem is with the like, way Baker up? stated that? Like, uh-huh. I mean, there's logic in what he said. Okay. Right. Yes, there as is. As far as like, I, I don't, but okay. You don't say it that way, though. Okay, that's something you say more in the style of like, look, we all got a job to do here. It's not our job to like each other. And well, that's, yes. a, that's something you do when you're a part of something. But, but let me just say this. When you're going into something. But let me just say this. He says that after the 2020 season, it comes off a whole lot better than coming off of that 2021 performance. Right. 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 It's it's a contextual thing, but a guy can talk cocky a lot easier if his last performance was a good one. <laughs> I mean, if Baker wasn't injured and he played the whole season healthy, I I, I got to believe we would have a absolutely different result than what we got. Okay, but anyway, Jeff, I know you've probably done some research, and and, and I apologize totally if you haven't. Okay, <laughs> on on on. Uh, what you want to see the Browns do with these count them three picks. Okay. Count them three. <laughs> three whole picks. Yeah. Okay. My comment on that. I haven't haven't. Okay. Um I have to the extent that it's everywhere. Um, this is probably the most unknown what the Browns are gonna do that I've ever seen ever. Okay, and I think it's because they don't who covers the draft really as low as they're picking? I, it's it's really weird because, and then what you start to see are the same names because everybody is saying that George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia, is a guy who who, who the Browns should and could look at. Um, there's another couple names that keep coming up when it comes to wide receivers, and there is a Jahan Jahan Dotson. Wide out out of Penn State, and these are these are potential use the number forty four pick in the right. second round. On you, you got to understand where the Browns are picking. They're they're basically they're getting out of guys that you you think have straight potential. They're past the guys who have raw have raw talent that just need to be cultivated, and you're going into the the end of that and into well, right. this guy's got a problem. Okay. Maybe Can we pick up injury pass? So, so the Browns should be um, picking them on how cool their name is. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. at that point, so I like uh, Sky Moore. I like Sky Moore out of right. Western well, Michigan for saying, wideout. What I'm saying is this. <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, hey, the, with a name like that, Sky. Right. You're in that realm of pick where it's like, you're. it's Diamond of the Rough, round three. It's di- This is straight Diamond of the Rough territory here this is the beginning of that okay because mm-hmm. you're you're past you're past i'm pretty sure this guy will be good and your past will cultivate this guy and you're into the end of cultivate and the beginning of well this guy's got some kind of problem whether it be injury you know background um 
he's got all the statistics, the stats aren't there. He's the guy's got a problem. Okay. Whatever, no matter what it is, he's got a problem. So when you pick here, you're looking to definitely focus the guy. Okay. You're a focus. Look, if it's a speed guy, you want speed on him. You know what I mean? What, whatever. There's no guessing. You want him to have what you want. Okay. And you're hoping the other things fall in line. Okay. Speaking of, of wheeling, dealing Andrew Barry, maybe let me ask you something. Do you see a draft day deal that moves? Um, our running back, Kareem. All right, that could definitely happen. Double up your second round. You I don't think you. I don't think you. I don't think you get into the first round on a, on a Kareem Hunt trade. But I I, well, I I think I can see you doubling up well, on the second round. Let me let me say this. I said this a while ago. I might have said it on the podcast. I can't remember. Okay, but this was something I was saying a while ago. Is we got Baker, and I'm going to be truthful. If Baker hadn't done all the things he's done in media, in the media, there wasn't all the media around Baker, Baker might actually command a second, okay? Yeah. Easily. But uh, with the way things are going, I don't – if Baker does command a second, that's the – the max you might have been able to fool somebody but into if you a first package okay so if you package now, baker package, right if you package baker with hunt though all of a sudden you may even move into bottom of first round territory depending on what the need is for a team okay right. if you're sitting there with like they need a running back who could a good running because let's be truthful if hunt became a feature back for another team he's getting a thousand yards plus yeah okay? yes yeah and, yes. i mean so you, you, if it's a team that's like we need a back and we need a quarterback, I'm, I'm sorry, that that's first round commanding right there. I mean, I could see a low first rounder being had. <clears throat> Do you guys? The fact that you could see a low first rounder, you, I could see any second rounder being had. Do you guys think we will get rid of Hunt? Well, I, I, I understand that the writing is on the wall. They tend they. They tendered. Now, I, I understand that. Listen, they extended Hunt last year. Okay. I get that. But right. he's, in the, he's in the last two years of his deal. You, you pretty much know that Nick Chubb is your bell cow. Okay. Right. And right. DeAndre, DeAndre, DeErnest, De DeErnest Johnson has been tendered. He'd been given a second round tender. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody were to sign him, you get a second round pick for him. Right. You're not going to move Kareem Hunt for anything less than a second round pick. I can tell you that. Right. Um, because you've already said, <laughs> if you get one of my running backs, I want a second. All right. The Browns have the command. Look, I'm going to tell you this. The one strength the Browns have in, to command with is that. The Browns ran... Gave more carries, they'd have had a lot more running yards. Chubb was so good in yards per carry, but so was Hunt. So okay. here, here's I got a question so, for you because you know that's that all of us were in consensus on that. You know, if you just run the goddamn ball, if you just run the goddamn ball, how really does the acquisition of Deshaun Watson affect that? Oh well, here's my thing. I think it's going to affect it in this way. We don't even need to get running out of Deshaun Watson at quarterback. We need to get mobility. Okay. 
to go yeah, right. to that point is this. Exactly. If you make it hard for the defense, right, to where it's passing down and they can't get to Deshaun, okay, that makes it that more daunting when when they don't know that it's a running play. Right. Okay. okay. Because they're committing, they're committing to have to get to Deshaun. See, the problem with, with Baker is if you got a quarterback that's a sitting duck and you're having to decide between run and pass, okay, if <clears throat> the risk of of holding back, you know, that those split second stuff to find out whether it is a pass or you don't have that time with Deshaun, okay? If Deshaun is who he is, okay? You have to commit right away. If it, you want to get to Deshaun, you got to commit. You got to go at it and be on it, okay? And Deshaun, right. has, that's what makes Ben Roethlisberger so good, okay? You want to get Ben down? You got to commit. There's no playing around. You have to get there and get him, okay? Because if you don't get there and get him in the right amount of time, then his you'll he'll shake you off or whatever else, okay? So when it's a running play and you don't you and and they can mask it, there's play action and everything else. You can't imagine how much that helps a running game. Split seconds, please. That that's that's um that you, you can't measure how much that is going to do for the if if Deshaun Watson has escapability, it will help the Browns running game even more. So so guys, um, have you looked at the Cleveland Browns quarterback room lately? <clears throat> yes, and it's kind of like history, if you will, right? Well, I mean, all three of our quarterbacks are African American uh, males. And uh, there you have you have Deshaun Watson, you have Jacoby Brissett, and interesting, our third stringer is Joshua Dobbs, and I don't know if you guys know who's the last team he played for. Oh shoot. I- I- not even sure. The Pittsburgh Damn. Steelers. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua Dobbs. He's with the Steelers in 2017, 2018, and then went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, in the, that, and they, then went to back to the Steelers from the Jaguars. Okay. And uh, there you go. Second tenure with the Steelers. So, um, okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. Um. Yeah, signed a one-year deal, million-dollar deal with the Cleveland Browns on April the 9th of 2022. And that completes the quarterback room, if you will, with Jacoby Brissett, Josh, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Joshua Dobbs. Um, you know, and I'd be interested. I think that it's refreshing that the Browns have three African Born in Alpharetta, guys. Georgia. He is also age 27, six foot three, two sixteen. Okay. Really? Yes. Wow. Let's look at uh, the stats on Jacoby here, just real quick. <clears throat> Jacoby. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I wonder when's the last time or if ever has an NFL team had three black quarterbacks. Um, I'm certainly going to say the Baltimore Ravens last year. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at, at least that. Was it but, three? Was it three? Yeah. Yeah. Because they oh, actually okay. played their third string guy who played very well, by the way. By the way, like, Jacoby Brissett, 6'4", 235. Oh, I like him. I like he's his a, size. And he's only 29. 
Yeah, he's not he's not an old guy. I mean he's not a young young guy, but he's not an old guy. Well, he's only two years older than Deshaun Watson. Right. I mean, come on. That's that's not bad. By the way, Robert Griffin the third thinks that uh Baker Mayfield has pretty much destroyed his trade value by not shutting the fuck up. I agree with him. Yeah. Like Baker. I wonder Baker, shut the hell up. Wonder, you're you're fucking it I up just for everybody. If Baker has been listening to any media and getting that message, because obviously the people around him who whoever those are who are advisors of, of him and what <laughs> aren't telling him to shut his mouth. Either now, that or they are now, not listening. Now the Browns only have three picks, if you will, of their own. All right. But they have a total of six picks. Okay. And the additional picks, the the picks they have of their own are the number 44 overall. And then in round three is the number 78 and the number 99. In round four, they have the number 107, which they've acquired from the Lions. In round six, they have the number 202 acquired from the Cowboys. And in round seven, they have the number 223 acquired from the Lions and the number 246 acquired from the Bills. So, I'm sorry, seven actual total picks. Okay? So, but they only have three of their own. But they got seven picks in a seven-round draft, so that's one around, even though none of those are in the first round, okay? And ironically, also, none of them are in the fifth round. No first-round or fifth-round picks, but we got a couple. We got a second, two-thirds, a fourth, a sixth, and two-sevenths. There you go. Well, I mean, that's good. They got some picks. Um, it'll be a test on our front. Well, I'm honestly, if you think about this a second, real test for the front office because it's not like you can't get quality players out of these picks. Okay. No, no. This is a. This is one. There. Let's hope that Andrew Barry's who we think he is. Right. Right. I'm not expecting them to hit a whole lot, but. Maybe let's get two. If we hit two players out of those picks, that'd happy me. I'll be happy as hell. Yeah, yeah, I'd be smiling. I'd be smiling if that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> if two of those picks can turn into really serviceable guys, we'll we'll be set. Guys, I I have a, a a question. It's it's off the off the beaten path a little bit. Um, we signed our field goal kicker, and I'm trying to recall. Weren't we having issues with our field goal kicker last year? Didn't Chase he McLaughlin? Miss and, yeah. Chase, look, if you ask me, the league had issue with field goal kickers last year. Outside okay. of Justin Tuck, you tell me who was automatic. Yeah. Okay. okay. And only one team had Justin Tuck, and that was the Baltimore Ravens. Outside of that, and, and of course, with moving 
with moving the line back where they're kicking extra points from, <clears throat> it ain't just field goals. It's the it's the point after attempts. Right. How far back did they move it? What, five yards? It's the equivalent of a 30-yard field goal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All I know is it. I'm looking to see one with the USFL. Um, you know, they got a three-point conversion. So instead of going for another score from the one, you move it back to the 10-yard line. And if you score from there, you get three points. You know, and that gives you a little more room to operate. Well, I, mean, I understand that. But, but again, for us, for the NFL, doesn't really matter. Obviously, the NFL people are watching this, but they are in no way affiliated or in any way tied to any rule changes that you see happen in the USFL. Right. However, exactly. However, next spring, when the XFL relaunches, those rule changes are actually kind of test beds for the NFL to see. Can mm. this work? All right. And there is a right. partnership between the NFL and the XFL as right. far as it goes to things of that nature. So let's just, let's just watch this. I don't, has that, have you either you guys watched any of the USFL games? No, no but I actually nope. intended to and didn't get around to it. So I actually am going to watch because I actually do. What, uh, what network? Is. I believe uh, CBS. No, Fox. I'm sorry. Fox. <laughs> Fox. Yeah, okay, Fox so is showing the uh, the USFL games. They, the used, they even use the old, they, they even use the same theme music. And Kurt Menefee and all those guys. Yeah, man, they're they're announcing the games. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, so they've begun their season. Yeah, last week. Okay. Okay. All right. Last week, and it's going to be 12 weeks long. And there's only eight teams, okay? And out of the eight teams, four will make the playoffs, okay? And then, of course, that sounds like a two-round playoff, okay? Right? You know? You know, first round in the championship, that's pretty much it. If you got four teams in single elimination, that's it. Two rounds. And they got a north and a south. All of the games are being played. All of the regular season games are being played in Alabama this year. All of the playoff games will be played at the Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton. All right. And that's how it's working. So, um, but, but definitely it's worth checking out. What I've seen so far did not feel substandard. Okay, it didn't feel substandard. Uh, you know, and again, everything's got to kind of uh, be kind of kind of be Is it the XFL or is no, it the, it's XFL the USFL or the US well I mean the question is is it the XFL or USFL that Terrell Owens is in? Neither. Oh, what is he He's in? He's in the fan 
whatever that league Johnny Manziel is in where the fans make the play calls. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, come on. <laughs> You're talking. Okay. Terrell Owens can be in whatever shape he wants to be. At the age he is, it's, it's the, the, the league that they're in, Johnny Manziel and Terrell Owens and the other players that are in that league. Trust me, that league is the functional equivalent of the big three for basketball. Okay? Right, right. It's an oddity. It's something to watch when there's no other fucking sports on. All right? It's a summer league. I can't league. believe Johnny's out there still trying. <laughs> well, he's not trying. That's why he's in that league. If he was actually trying, he'd be in an actual league. He couldn't even stay in the Canadian league. He uh, supposedly was discipline. trying to become a professional golfer, which is like. But it takes discipline. That's why he's not going to do it. Johnny, right. Johnny Manziel's biggest problem is he's an undisciplined human being. And there you have it. Okay. Yeah. It was never it was never whether Johnny had ability. Okay? Well, interesting enough, I still stand by to this day because I, I hear people say you'll hear people say stuff and you know they didn't actually watch Johnny play. Uh-huh. You know? Because they're like, Well, he was is too small, his arm wasn't strong enough. I was like, Yeah, you didn't watch him play. Right. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Those were not the problems. Those Johnny's the problems. problem was one of discipline. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Johnny just things came easy to him in college. Let's just be honest with you. Right. Given his diminutive size and and based on that diminutive size, the low expectations therefore placed on him. Johnny was able to excel when people didn't think he would. By the way, same thing for Baker Mayfield. If you really want to know the truth. Okay, now Baker Mayfield's a much more disciplined athlete than Johnny right. Manziel. And I wish he right. was as disciplined in terms of his public speaking as he is as an athlete. Right. Okay. Now, interesting enough with the whole like, it's not to say now Baker has a cannon. Okay. Yeah. Which most people disregard, but well, Baker Johnny does had a cannon now. Now that's what I was going to get to now if. If Baker had all the athleticism, okay, that Johnny Manziel had, we might not be sitting here talking about anything right now, okay? Because no. we wouldn't be talking about, yeah, I mean, Johnny had all of the athleticism, but he just <clears throat> didn't yeah. want to. Johnny had no discipline. Johnny wanted to go out and party at night. I and, mean. And, and the problem is, is once you hit the pro level, Later for that shit. That's off-season shit, boy. No, but he was, he was, he, yeah, everybody remembers the picture when he was like, I got too much cash, and he's talking into a stack of bills like it's a cell yeah. phone. Yeah, you know, I mean. And look, that's just what they're taking pictures of. Okay, that's just, right. I'm just saying. If those are the pictures you're getting, imagine what didn't get taken as pictures. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm not the whole. I think I think uh, we got a little bit longer, but there will be a whole like you know one of those 2020s or whatever done on Manziel. Oh yeah, on Manziel. And yeah, and you'll finally get more of the gist of it. But people like you can tell when people didn't actually watch a thing and they're just talk because it, I'm telling you he had all the all the 
there's a there was a reason why Jimmy Johnson, I'm not are yeah, wanted him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hey, he's got everything. What, he okay, has all the tools. So he had when are the people in San Francisco the- going to figure out that they have a liability in their head coach? Debo I mean, Samuels wants out. <clears throat> he wants out of Frisco. Well, didn't they have him on the trading block too? No, he's a requested a trade. Oh, he requested. Okay. Yeah, he's requested a trade. Well, I saw that one. Brown, I've heard the Browns are interested. Well, we'll see. In Debo Samuel, why? No, no. Uh, yeah, the the wide receiver. Yeah, but the wide receiver that's used as a running back, or is he the running back that's used as a no, wide no. receiver? It's very clear. He doesn't want to be used as a running back. He wants to be used as a receiver, like a slot guy. And the, the Browns aren't going to give up anything close to what the Niners are going to want for him. They could be interested in so much as they'll say, yeah, what you want for him. And then it's be like, yeah, okay, later. What's interesting about that is... I saw that they were trading him. So this is why I was saying on the Uh, the block when they had him trading him. Right. And then getting a guy that I've talked about before in the draft named Traylon works. Right. And they're like, well, he's similar type mold. Yeah. He's big body. You know what I mean? Good hands. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically replacing him with the guy who, because you're going to have to pay Debo in a a little bit. Okay. Mm, the rookie's a rookie. You don't have to pay him anything. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think that Shanahan gets fired somewhere shortly after this year because Trey Lance ain't going to work out, guys. All right? I'm just telling you, if you're going to give up Jimmy Garoppolo for this unproven talent at quarterback, what the fuck are you thinking about? Because you can say what you want to about Jimmy G. Okay, but this guy gets you in the playoffs consistently at the quarterback position. Yeah, well, and I, I this is the same conversation we had about Baker. Okay, so it's the same I, ideals I'm 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 saying I'm going to say about this as I did about <clears throat> Baker. You can talk all the stuff you want, oh, not elite, blah blah blah, an average. You don't just get an average quarterback. In the NFL, you just don't get. It's just not something you go and pick up. It doesn't yeah. work that way. It does not work that way. If you have an average quarterback, there's a reason why average quarterback is average and he stays in the starting spot. Okay, it's because you can work with average. Okay, right. You going and trying to find another guy and hoping he's he's as much. You're gonna hope he's as much as average. Okay, Baker hovered around 15th best quarterback in the league. You can scoff at that and everything you want to. Well, he's got to be better at that for them to win. Okay, but that's on Baker. That ain't on a team. Okay, right. You're talking about a team. You don't just replace that. Okay, you don't just get a guy better than. Here's a guy. I mean, but here's a guy in Kyle Shanahan. Here's a guy in Kyle Shanahan who was OC with the damn Falcons who. Should have a fucking Super Bowl trophy, except for this guy doesn't know how to stop running a hurry-up offense with a 21-point lead. I'm sorry. Shanahan has had two of the craziest, strangest losses, okay, I've ever seen. Both on it. Well, not both. Three. He's had three because he did still have the Super Bowl in San Francisco as well. They shouldn't have lost that either. Okay, no. 
Okay. Everybody they, likes to blame Garoppolo for that too. Right. Now, now to get off of that one, okay, they shouldn't have lost <clears throat> that either, okay? But you go back, the Atlanta one, that is probably to me one of the most historic losses ever. Okay? Even I I said it at the time. You don't play a game of Madden that way. No. I could be up that much in a game of Madden and I'm not going to not waste that enough time off of the clock to win that game. Right. There's That's when no you start, you start going really slow up to the line, you know. Hell, you sure. even with a 21 point lead, you don't mind taking a delay a game every once in a while. Right. Look, I even okay. looked at there was a video I watched, okay? Yeah. When it was pointed wow. out to me, I was like, That's crazy. Is that true? He he didn't waste time off of almost there was like almost no possession in the second half of the game where he waste time. Right, off they the were clock. snapping the ball with 15 seconds left on the clock. Right. The, the guy was like, if you'd have just waited the time on every play, Tom Brady wouldn't have had enough time to come back. Just, just that alone, that alone, just waste time to zero before you hike the ball. He wouldn't have had enough time to come back. It's, it's just mm. amazing. And everybody <laughs> wants to blame Dan Quinn for that, right? By the way, right. by the way, he did it again before he left Atlanta. The next season, he did it again in a regular season game. They were up by I a crazy amount remember, of points. I, I remember and it. He did it. It's again. like on Monday Night Football or some shit, too. Right. Yeah. He did the same thing again. He hurry up offense the entire. It was like, dude, waste time off the clock. It's like he's determined to win that way now. It's almost like she has a vendetta, and he's like, no, I'm going to win this way. Like, no, you will not. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you, when it comes to the NFC West, right now, Sean McVay is the guy that they all better be tipping their hat to, okay? Because he's got their number. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Pete Carroll's doing up in Seattle, because I don't know how you let Russell Wilson go. And 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 now you're sitting around with uh, Drew Locke and trying to decide if you're going to fucking do something about signing Colin Kaepernick or maybe trading for Baker Mayfield. I mean, this is what it's come to <clears throat> yeah. for Seattle. Yeah. And, and, yeah, so, I mean. Hey, a little sidebar, uh, NBA uh, this guy named Tim Larson, don't know who he is, but I guess he's somebody has quoted. Ricky Rubio has told his reps Cleveland is his preferred destination in 2022 NBA free agency per sources. Teams and players can start negotiations on August 6th at 6 p.m. I will tell you this. If Rubio comes back and I, um, I'll get to something else right after it, OK? Which is the, the the NBA has a problem, and this is in my eyes, but I'll get to it after this. The Cavs want that. He was even if you look at the stats now, he was their best perimeter defender. He allowed the lowest field goal percentage on the perimeter. The Browns, were, the Cavs were so good in the first part of the season, winning games that they shouldn't be winning because they basically had two starting point guards out there. Okay, because yep. when Garland yep. wasn't on the court. Rubio came in and Rubio was playing. Rubio would be the sixth man of the year right now had he played a whole season. Okay? No shit. I mean, man. he was averaging 13 points and six assists off the bench. That's accounting for 19. 
I'm just saying, man, I, mean, I would love to have that. Yeah, I mean, that's equivalent to counting for almost 20 points off the bench a night. You know what I mean? I did. did he he would have got six men of the year and he was one of their best players on the team. He was and he was their hustle player, too. That's what they lost right. so much when they lost Rubio. He was their hustle guy. They off really the bench. Did. He was the best bench player. He was their second point guard. He was and the best perimeter defender. I mean, he, he was a much. joy to watch. I mean, now. Now, to add to that, if you watch, if anybody watched that game that Rubio got injured, Rubio was having a problem. He, they were bumping him and and fouling him hard. Okay, and Baker Staff was asked, "Hey, what the hell? You know what I mean? Fighting for his guy." And then the play happened. He got injured. It was a foul on the play that didn't get called. Even the play he got injured was a foul that didn't get called. Okay, now the Cavs shot the least amount of threes last year. Okay. And they were like top five in the paint score. That, but that they changed. shot. They shot the second least amount of free throws in the league last year. That that doesn't even make sense. Wall of averages doesn't even allow that to make it's, sense. I see your okay. point. Um, and, and this year it seems like they're trying to set up the three. Like get in the paint, man. What the? Well, here's my. Well, the law of averages don't make since because the more fouls should have been called. You just can't not go to the line that much and that many points be scored in the actual paint area. Okay. It just, exactly. it's not the, it just don't make any sense. So the, I'm not watching the playoffs. Okay. Because the Cavs didn't get into the playoffs and I watched that Atlanta game. I do not think Atlanta was not deserving to be in the playoffs, but I do think if they called fouls the same way on Garland as they did on Trey young in that game, the Cavs would have won. Okay. I- I understand your reasoning for not watching, but dude, there are some really good games. There's some really good games, but I would not. I don't know about that. I've been I've been kind of eyeballing it, and I've been seeing some really lackluster performance. I mean, for all that the Hawks may be here against the Miami Heat, if it's not for Trey Young, they don't even have one win. And he had to get that with well, four yeah. point. He had to get that with four point four seconds on the clock with a lucky ass floater. Okay. Yeah. Ky- no. Kyrie and um, Kevin Durant. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are they're they're fixing to get swept by the Celtics. I mean, the Heat, the heat is a lock, and the Warrior, Warriors are a lock. It, every other way. game is good, though. By the way, if you watch that Nets, no, game, no, wait. Got, if the wait, got, the Heat, wait, hold on. The Heat is a lock, and the Warriors are a lock. What about the Celtics, who are up 3 nothing over the Brooklyn Nets? Right. And now, let me tell you, I did not think that was going to be a lock. Except that oh Kyrie God. Irving. Except yeah, that Kyrie Irving. Okay? Right. Right. All right. Yeah. Except that Kevin Durant can't handle a double team. Right. Well, let me, right. let me further into the point to even the Nets. We didn't get a fair shake in that game either. Okay, yeah. Durant got full superstar treatment. Okay, they even called a lane violation violation off a free throw on Kevin. Love on Kevin Love, yes, I, out. yes, I, even yes. Jay Z, Jay Z, and Kevin Durant <laughs> laughed at him because it never gets called. It everybody cleared out to let him get the rebound. It happens all just about every game. Something like that happens, and right. they, they called it so they can get another free throw. It was like, right. okay. Who the hell calls that? Right. The, the, an official who has money on the game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going that far, but I, there's a reason I'm not watching the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. I watched those. I watched all 82 games of the Cavs this year. Okay? Yeah. All 82. 
Okay, so somebody can say all the stuff they want to about officiating. I'm look. I know basketball and the way it is and officiating takes a role in it, but it t- has taken way too much of a role in the Cavs. You know what? I don't. Uh, the problem I have with officiating is that be consistent. If you're going to let him play, don't be calling ticky tack shit on okay. the other end of the court. Right, but if you're watching the Cavs, what the cap treatment the Cavs are giving getting is if they are just a team with no star and nobody gets the calls. See, you go into a game against Embiid, you know who's going to go to the line a lot, right? Embiid. Right. You go to right. game against Durant, he's going to go to the line. Blah blah blah. Trey Young's going to the line. Blah 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 blah. Garland gets beat up. Okay. Yeah, man. They yeah. don't. Get, he's not being treated like he's a star. Okay, Evan Mobley's not getting treated like he's a star. Allen's not getting treated like he's a star. None of these, we get no star treatment from any. We're just this team, right? So, and that's what it's being called like. And Allen's not out for sure because he makes them all. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. If my point is that even in that Atlanta game, if Garland got the foul calls. Like he was the star of our team. Like Trey Young gets like he's the star of their team. Right. We'd be in the playoffs right Right. Now. Right. But we get nothing. Okay. We get nothing. We no. get nothing. But that's okay. Because i tell you this. With a playoff appearance, I believe J.B. Bickerstaff is a high contender for coach of the year. But as it stands, um, you're going to see some. Lost that. Yeah, I know. Well, oh, yeah, okay, because because he because we didn't make the playoffs. Make the playoffs, right? And who? By the way, who is coach of the year? Um, who did they give it I, to Nash? Ah, uh, man, let me let me look because I I all I really remember I know I remember seeing it. This might be a dude in uh in in Memphis, Monte Williams, deserving. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that's uh no that 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 makes sense. Monte Williams got it though. Okay. Well, okay, I'll buy that with a dollar. Now, Kevin Stefanski, for the Browns part here, says that we all. Yeah, let me quote. Let me quote St- Kevin Stefanski here, and this is. He says the team <clears throat> hopes to resolve Baker Mayfield's situation soon. <laughs> I think everyone understands the situation, and we're hoping that it is resolved soon. It's a unique situation. We've got to see how it plays out. I think all of us would love an answer yesterday, but that's not the reality <clears throat> of it. Okay? Right. And, you know, we're having sent all of the high high round draft picks out of Cleveland, you know, in the Deshaun Watson trade, um, having picked up uh, what we what we did, we we sent a sixth round out in the Amari Cooper trade, right? You know, so given the fact that we still got seven picks, okay, um, and we've sent as many as we have out, I. Listen, do not take Andrew Barry off of the consideration list on a guy that's going to be a mover and shaker on draft day. I don't think he necessarily has as many keys on his rings as he's used to having or would like to have, but they can put some stuff together and they can move around should they want to. Right. Guys on the board, uh, and you know the team ahead of you wants him to, they can do something to get there, okay? Right. For a guy that they really want. I don't, I don't have a great sense. 
that there's any specific specific guy that they want, but there are specific needs that this team has. And for Andrew Barry's part, he's basically said, look, when it comes to this Baker Mayfield thing, it's like, it's off my plate. Now I'm a week away from the draft. I'm concentrating on the draft. We have team needs that need to be filled because things can happen in seven, eight weeks time after the, you know, the beginning of training camp and all that. And I've got to, I need depth at certain, in certain places. And I'm working on that. Right. What I would say for the Browns. Okay. Honestly, out of all the things we even mentioned today, Uh I think, defensive line is that i mean i know very heavy receiver draft okay but i think the defensive line thing is the thing to attempt to if it's there obviously you don't force something okay it's the best thing on the board okay especially with the picks they have okay right right they have like that pick we were talking about the um guy from that's probably the pick if it's there i did i agree with that i don't see how you don't pick that if that's there because that is absolutely your best values to get a good defense alignment. If there's a good defense alignment, clearly there for that pick, that's kind of, to me, that's the safest bet of what to get because you have less questions of whether that can fill the role or not. Okay. At least even from the standpoint of giving a guy a breather that fills the role. The hey, best. Here, you know here's I mean? one. So, here's, a, here's a, here's a draft day trade. That could happen, say, on at, at the end of the day on Friday or the beginning of the day on Saturday that a lot mm-hmm. of people haven't thought about. And it would involve the moving of Baker Mayfield for a for a third or fourth round asset and might even be a situation where you could offload most of the salary because you're taking a devaluation, if you will, in the draft capital that you get for him. But a right. team that, that that does need an upgrade at quarterback in in the wake of the deals that have been made is the Houston Texans. Yeah. Would that be ironic if, while certainly not a direct deal, um, that you end up, after it's all said and done, actually swapping picks with the tex- Texans or swapping quarterbacks with the Texans, if you will? Um. I could see that as ironic. Yes. I would also say for the Texans, it would work out to like, yeah, you should just do that shit in the first place. You know what I mean? Because um, they probably would have got just as much hate on that big right. actually. I mean, I mean, I really could see that at this point. Yeah, the and would- the word is, the word is, and I don't know how true this is, but I've heard stories told where – we tried to put Baker in the fucking deal. Okay. And they didn't want it. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, well, see, like, but, but I think that was to see, I think early on in this off season, and you got to admit this off season started really damn early. Usually you don't hear this much stuff this early and things don't happen this early. Yeah. It was like, okay. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's like Super Bowl happened. And it's like, blam, you know, it's like, oh yeah, everything happened like real quick, you know? Um, Baker, I think even the teams in the NFL have acted out of normal character that teams would to Baker. 
Okay, and I think it's going to calm down and get to a level where there's some teams that are going to be like, yeah, so why don't we want Baker again? Well, but um, but when in the hell will they? Okay, but when in the hell will they do that about Colin Kaepernick? That you know what I'm I'm telling you, Colin Kaepernick, just like I'm saying about um, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Colin Kaepernick. That one day we're going to see, we're going to get a tell all thing okay and it ain't gonna be pretty okay i honestly at this point for the nfl i almost it's almost like because i know why they don't want to okay that i know why the nfl doesn't want kyle and kaepernick back on the team it's going to cause some problem in some kind of way okay and all Colin Kaepernick has to be in there is open his mouth. Now, the problem with Colin Kaepernick again, he gets on the team and there's another and there's a problem that's not actually a problem. It feels like he's forcing a problem. Right. Ain't yeah. going to look good for him either. OK, so I don't think it will happen if he gets on the team. But the NFL has this risk of like they put him on the team. It's like, oh, we could have a whole nother problem. You know what I mean? If something happens and whatever, you know what I mean? So they can keep with this theme that nah, he just he's yeah, have the ability to get back in, you know, he, he's just not good enough. Yeah, we we know, but I mean, all these guys are good, you know. Mm-hmm. So they get that to keep him out, you know. But it's almost on the flip side of it, it would almost be a relief for the NFL if he got back in and there was no problems, okay? Mm-hmm. Because they you lose that later on thing. That I'm talking about where like, you know, some stuff is disclosed where somebody like, well, no, we didn't want to. We didn't really give Kaepernick. A, we, we knew we wasn't going to do it before when we were taking the, you know, yeah. the, um, when we were um trying him out. We already knew we weren't going to take him. He never really did get a fair shot. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Coming yeah. out. That's only going to taint the thing further. OK, 10 years down the line is only going to taint it more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, final thoughts uh, on what you expect to either see on draft day, what you're hoping for. Um, Okay. At the end of the day, you're a Cleveland Browns fan. You're watching the draft in, 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 it starts up Vegas at the end of day one. What you really expect is the Browns didn't get anything, right? Yeah. Because I don't see the Browns trading into the first round. Do you? No. I mean, mm. unless, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, unless they see something they really want. Okay. Man, I mean, I, but here's what you can do. Here's what you can find out is you take a look at what the Saints do. Do the Saints draft a receiver in the first round? If they do, that's not necessarily closing the door on Jarvis Landry. But it's certainly making it more likely that Jarvis might come back home, if you will. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, There's some things that you'll see happen on day one, which may impact the Browns' ability to do things in this draft. For instance, do the Carolina Panthers draft a quarterback? If they don't, it becomes much more likely that they make a second or third day deal to acquire Baker Mayfield. Right. Same yeah. with the Seahawks. Same with the and Lions. Then, and Which, then either the Seahawks or the Panthers will go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, okay. Wait, look. Well, you know what's funny Alrighty about that? Like, if you think about this a second, that might actually be the smartest way for the Panthers to do. <clears throat> I'm just saying, if you what you waste a high draft pick to get a quarterback that you, you do any of these teams really think these quarterbacks should be taken that high? Really? No. You, you no. use that no. pick draft something you can fill in another role that you know you need. Okay, and then get a quarterback but that again, you know can fill the spot. And with the, the here's the other thing: there's two things working against Mayfield. Okay, there's Mayfield himself working against Mayfield, but there's the fact that the team that they got to trade with is the Cleveland Browns. Who there's 31 other teams in the league who are a little bit pissed off with Cleveland and the precedent they've set on signing contracts with quarterbacks right now. Okay, and I get that, but the rest of the league has to realize the Baker problem, okay, and the way the media handles it, okay? I didn't see these teams speaking out to um, stop the media from – if you look at last season, the media has a hand in the tampering of the problem with Baker in the front office in Cleveland, okay? They kept the whole thing up, okay? Oh, the all year long, it was just ridiculous. Right. The disacknowledgement of the injury being a problem. Okay. It was like egg it on, egg it on, egg it on. I didn't. If you want the tell all that comes out five years later, I think a lot of what we find out is that the reason Baker played had more to do with Baker than the team. No, I know that. I the team would have probably been fine with Baker sitting. Right. But this was for Baker's edification. Because Baker was in a contract year, because Baker didn't see the wisdom in sitting. And because, see, listen, imagine if Baker had gone down in week two and not played. Now, I'm not saying that the Browns would have fared better starting Case Keenum. And they probably would have missed the playoffs same way. Okay, if if not uh, if not by more games, if not by more games, guys, because come on, man, come on, come dude. On. Case Keenum is a chump, dude. Case Keenum got dude, fucking dude. lucky to make the playoffs the fucking year he did with the Vikings. I wish, I wish we. Case Keenum got fucking lucky to make the playoffs the fucking year he was with the Vikings and did so. He was not their starter. He was their third string quarterback. Okay. first of all, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford had to go down before he even touched the field. All right. He was their Uh, third stringer. All right. Let's just be clear about this. The Minnesota Vikings did not go into a season saying we got Case Keenum. We're going to the playoffs and they couldn't fucking believe they got there when they did. (laughs) Hey. Hey, okay. So just just <laughs> stop. And there's a reason why Case Keenum is not on the fucking roster now. Okay? <laughs> Where is he, by the way? I don't know. And I Uh-oh. quite frankly don't care. Okay. <laughs> now, to that to that, that's an interesting little scenario because say Baker decides to sit, right? Uh-huh. And Case Keenum somehow edges them into the playoffs, right? <clears throat> What are you paying Baker now? Well, no, but see, here's the thing is, first of all, let's just not write that science fiction because that wasn't going to happen. They don't no, make I the playoffs, but Baker sits. I don't, I but actually the, the, don't the, point, the point I was making is Baker sits. He doesn't play. 
So you don't get the poor performance off the injury. He's still the guy that took you 11-5 and five to the playoffs right. and won a game, okay, in 2020. He's still that right. guy. Right. So basically, I mean, you're you're saying the same kind of things everybody else is. What Baker, the risk Baker took is Baker actually played down his stock. Actually. Yeah. Okay. He, he did, if, he, was, if he would have well, said. What, what do they always did. say? I bet on myself. Yeah, you did. And you lost. And okay. you lost. So he played down his stock because if Baker would have sat and we were thinking about trading him this year, we might be looking at a guaranteed second for him. Okay. I believe that Case Keenum is in Buffalo this year. Okay. Behind oh, wow. Josh Allen. Now, the, but the risk that Baker took is that had Baker sat, right? And then the Browns came to negotiate. Baker's not getting the max amount of money from them. He's going to get the offer that Cleveland was already going to give him that he yes. wants more of. Right, right, okay? right, right, right. So that's right. why Baker was like, no, I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing yeah. for my money. Case Keenum is backing up Josh Allen, dudes, in Buffalo. <clears throat> that's Let's hope Josh Allen goes down. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 can tell you, I can tell you who's hoping he doesn't. And that's the fucking Bills, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, wow. Case Keenum I, I is a fellas. I wanted to see Fitzpatrick get his chance. Case Keenum is a very adequate backup, but he is a backup. And and listen, Dalvin Cook had as much to do with the Minnesota Vikings making the playoffs as years Case Keenum did. Okay. I mean, it was the running game, dude. It wasn't because they had this fucking totally phenomenal fucking pa- passer. Because I, if Case Keenum was all that in a bag of chips, he takes you to the NFC Championship game. Why the very next season do you sign Kirk Cousins? Right. And and release Case Keenum. <laughs> Come on. What are you? Well, yeah. All right. <clears throat> it's, it's, that's all uh, I'm saying. So we did later for that. Listen, we, we were all proponents of keeping Baker Mayfield because there was no way in our hearts and minds that we thought that Baker was should. Okay. Certainly yourself, Hugh. Um, and possibly you, Jeff. And me, I was like, well, if Baker's playing, it's because Baker wants to play, and they're deferring to him. Okay. No, oh, that's what I thought the whole year. I, I was the full opinion that the okay. reason Baker is out there is because he's playing for his, his money. Right. I'm surprised that based on what Baker said in the podcast that uh, he didn't. He felt with the injury after he got out and played that he was like, "This is not good." Da da da. That he didn't pull himself or didn't say, "Coach, you know what." I probably shouldn't be playing. He's playing for his money. No player's going to go out and be like, yeah, man. Yeah, but I mean, at what point do you think you're ruining your chances? Like your play is not helping your case. I mean, you lose there. No, no, people don't really see that's misconception, though. Baker playing down his trade stock does not hurt Baker. That's hurts the Browns. Okay. Well, what do you, the only I mean, way it hurts Baker is him getting maybe to the team he wants to get to. Yeah, okay. I mean, but the, the only way, listen, before the whole Deshaun Watson thing, Baker was playing from a standpoint of some security. Keep in mind, he's the 20, 2018 number one overall pick. 
Okay. He still has a fifth year has been exercised on him. He's still got a fifth year to play under where he's going to make 18.8. Even with the injury, he knows, look, I'll heal up. I'll come back next year. I'll play myself into a better deal. All right. Nobody, nobody was predicting at the end of the year that the Browns were even a player in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, let alone that they would get him. Keep in mind, the day before the Browns signed Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson called the Browns and said, you guys are out of the running. (laughs) Okay. Look, I am of the firm opinion of this. This is what I'm the firm opinion of. Baker, like I said before, I don't fault him for being mad at them visiting Watson, okay? The problem came in is that what Baker should have did is jotted it down in his little black book and like, okay, <clears throat> rounds have tried me up. Okay? Yeah. After next season and I do well and we negotiate, I'm going to take I'm going to take this team to the playoffs and when they come to negotiate with me, I was like, you better bring the bank or I am gone. Right. Instead, he insured Instead, what he did was ensure that they just that he literally okay. What Baker Mayfield did so the Browns remember they get told on Thursday, you're not getting to shot, right? Right, and they're like, okay, well, Baker said he wants traded, we're not trading him, that's our dude, right? Yeah, but Baker saying, no, fuck that, man, I'm gonna hold out, I'm not gonna play for you next season. That's when that's when Cleveland said, shit, call Deshaun's people and ask him if we guarantee the entire five fucking years if, he, if he'll go for that. Exactly. <laughs> that's that. exactly how I feel. I think Baker, by Baker doing what he did the way he did it, he should have took it as a competitor, put it down in his book, played the season out. Then when the Browns came to him about money, he was like, no, nah, you're paying me the bank to stay here. Because you guys mistreated me, okay? Instead, he did it the way you're Mm. saying, obviously. Uh And then the Browns were forced in a position where it's like, well, we got to have a quarterback. Well, fine. Fine. We'll pay him all the money. We could have paid you and more and guarantee it all. Yeah. What the fuck? You got to look at it from the standpoint of the Browns. And Deshaun Deshaun was like probably on the phone with Jarvis saying, yeah, man, meet me and fucking it. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, Jarvis. I got a call coming in. Hold on, Jarvis. Exactly. No, I'm not even. You're probably right. And look, (laughs) if you look at the Browns front office, right, in your Barry, you're like, so the league is going to sit here and let the media basically destroy my team? They did it all season, and now we're into the off season, and they're still doing it. I, if I'm the Browns, I don't care if every other team is mad about what I've done. You sat, you guys sat there and let the media. I didn't see any other teams speaking out. Like you guys need to leave Baker and the Browns alone about this situation. Blah blah blah. Speak. No, nobody was saying anything. Well, then you accept what happened. Then. But the here, and, and here's a, here's another thing. This should be a lesson to any fucking young kid coming out of college. Supremely talented, um, maybe diminutive in size, maybe uh, background in some way that makes him the underdog kind of winner type dude. You know, nobody thought Baker Mayfield was going to win the Heisman. Okay, right. Nobody thought Baker Mayfield should be picked number one overall. But the expectations to get placed on a guy like that. And then 
Baker Mayfield is just the right amount of cocky to, if you don't like him, if you're already predisposed not to like Baker for whatever the reason is, and then he comes out and talks this fucking cocky ass bullshit, you know, rather than being humble and fortunate where he should be. And then it doesn't help that you see seven fucking Baker Mayfield commercials during every fucking football game. This is true. Now, I, I have to agree with people with that. <clears throat> um, last season kind of mock, mocked the fact that there's so much Baker commercials. Yeah. Um, that, that started to happen. I think that's what kind of fueled some of the media stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying to that is that a league cannot sit here and have media, right? That covers the league predominantly talking about this quarterback and a problem on the team, the quarterbacks injured, they exacerbated the Browns problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. And put the Browns in a position where Baker pokes his chest down. is like, yeah. And, um, and, and I'm not playing. Baker you know should I mean? have shut, could have, should have shut it all down. Even listen, whether you agree with what Baker Mayfield said about Mary Kay and when her article came out, and I tend to, I tend to, to, to feel that Mary Kay is a shit starter when it comes to drama in the locker room in Cleveland. Okay. Right. But even if you agree with that, Baker, you are not the messenger for this. Right. Okay. Cause Mary Kay's not going anywhere. Okay, they've already hired, they've already, in on the plane dealer at Cleveland.com, they already fired one Browns beat writer, and that was Tony Grossi, all right? They're not firing a second one, and they're certainly not making a public example of the only notable female beats writer in AFC North, okay? It just is not happening. And, you know, Baker planted his flag on the wrong fucking hill. Yes. Ah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not person that disagrees that Baker said and did it the wrong way. And, and so what what people should be doing and, I, and specifically quarterbacks, specifically these young quarterbacks coming into the league. Take notes, boys. Don't be a Baker. <laughs> or, be a remember, baker. remember the one dude. On ESPN, I can't remember which which guy it was, but it's be a burger baker, be a burger. <laughs> Burgers don't make a lot of noise, dude. They just sit, the, the meat just sits between the bun and you eat it and it's effective, right? Be a burger. Just be a burger, man. <laughs> I want to go get a burger. Let's go. Badge, we might need that, right? So now. is that, yeah, okay, so that means it's time to get the fuck out of here? Is that what I, you're I, saying, I, Hugh? Yes, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. All right. Well, guys. All right. So here's. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys one last time. Last words, what you're looking for on Thursday. Friday, Saturday from the Browns at the end of the day, when it comes to next Sunday. And we're going to start talking about undrafted free agents. And, of course, we get the Udfa song. Okay? Yeah, right. Yeah, Udfa, Udfa, Dumpity, Doo. Yeah. Um, there you have it. What do you think you want to see? What would you like to hear? Not specific names. What do you want the Browns to get? 
Who you defensive first? end, edge rusher, defensive end, edge rusher, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I want the Browns to at least hit two picks. They are serviceable. By serviceable, I mean either able to start or able to relieve a starter. And I think that starts with the defensive line. So I'd like yep. to see yeah. defensive line as well. But yeah, I don't so much. I don't so much want an edge out of this draft. I want an interior lineman. I yeah, need yeah. I need that somebody nice. that's going to replace Emmanuel Ogba. I need somebody that's going to give me the beef inside that we haven't had. Okay, that's the one. Yeah. And and I'd like a wideout. I'd like a wideout because I don't want us to be necessarily a slave to. Can we sign Jarvis? Will Jarvis come back? Listen, right. I'm not saying we move on from the idea of Jarvis, but go ahead and get a young guy that has some potential that if Jarvis doesn't come back, you know, wish him wish him luck and say, hey, have fun with the Saints. We'll see you at the Super Bowl, boy. And uh, and when the Saints don't make it, they'll say, well, we'll give you tickets, you know. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, having said that, let's <laughs> say this, boys. Another episode down. TBF, a Browns fans podcast on Thursday in Vegas. Let's hope what happens in Vegas doesn't stay there in this case, and let's hope it's some good shit that comes home to Cleveland for the Browns. In the meantime, the in-between time, till it's that time, this is Paul, Jeff, and Hugh. For TBF, a Browns fans podcast saying, we're out. Oh, by the way, you could email us, Paul, at thisbrownsfan.com in case you want to weigh in on this shit. Basement Tapes Production. Yeah.